Matthew chapter 1, this morning, Matthew chapter 1. I won't be long this morning. I won't be long this morning. I'll say it again. <laughs> I know there's things going on, being the holiday season, family and stuff, so won't be long. Matthew chapter 1. It is hard to believe it's the last day of 2017. It sure has flown by, and uh, for me especially, it does seem like every year from Thanksgiving all the way up to New Year's, that time just flies by quicker and quicker. Uh, every year, and uh, I hope everybody has had a great holiday season so far, and, and uh, tomorrow as well. Matthew chapter 1, I think that's what I said, Matthew chapter 1. <clears throat> what to preach on on New Year's Eve? That's a question that uh, somebody would have who's had the opportunity to do so. I believe that's the first time I've ever had the chance to do it. Uh, there's so many topics to choose from, so many different areas. Uh, I think most people, when they think of the New Year's, they think of a fresh start. I think that's probably obvious to most of us, a fresh start. And that's why people make uh, New Year's resolutions. And, but most often, as we know, those resolutions oftentimes fall flat. I was just hearing this morning, uh, somebody who goes to the gym, you know, on the month of January, those first four weeks, is really packed, but it's amazing how after, once February hits, just you can easily walk in. It's, just, <laughs> it's the way it is. But, uh, usually, uh, people make excuses you know, about their resolutions when they don't go through. I was reading about this one guy who made this excuse. He was going to quit all of his bad habits for the new year, uh, but then he remembered that nobody likes quitters. So, excuses. <laughs> Uh, sometimes, resolutions, we uh, want to kind of form them the way that we want to do it, the resolutions, not completely doing what we know we ought to be doing. There's this other person who uh, said that my resolution was to read more, so he put the subtitles on his TV. I don't know if that's, a, I don't know if that's what he should have done, but honestly, to me, the new year is just another day. <laughs> you know, that's the way it is for me. Uh, I've never been one to start a resolution on New Year's Day. I think you can start a resolution on any day of the year. You can start fresh uh, any time. Uh, I say all that not to make light of those who commit to do something this New Year. And I think that's great. And I think there's a lot of things that you can do. But the truth is, ringing in the New Year with a resolution is a good opportunity for pastors to kind of give a few ideas of what a good a resolution would be. I'm not saying that losing weight or spending more time with family are bad resolutions. Those are great. Uh, but what about reading your Bible more? What about uh, uh, praying more? Kicking the sin in your life that we had the past year? Uh, maybe focusing on Jesus more. I think those are even better. This morning, I'm going to uh, preach a message about starting fresh with the right focus. Starting fresh with the right focus. And that focus is Jesus. We all need a renewed focus every once in a while, don't we? Uh, we all have that scheduled appointment or where we need to fine-tune whatever it is that we need fixed. Maybe some of you guys have gone to the eye doctor. Usually that's an annual thing, an eye doctor's appointment. And, uh, you know, you go in there, they blow away in your eye and put you through all this bunch of torture. You know, finally to tell you that, okay, you need better glasses, you need better contacts in order to get the best vision possible. Uh, maybe a dentist appointment, 
I just recently gone to a dentist appointment not too long ago, and usually the same thing. They tell you, okay, you need to stop drinking pop, stop drinking coffee, you need to floss more. Oh, and by the way, you have six cavities that need to be filled in order to have your teeth the best possible that they can be. We all have those checkups, those annual schedule appointments that we have that are made to make our lives a little bit better. No different when it comes to our focus in life as well. Throughout the year, more often than not, we have some way, somehow, gotten off track. Whatever it is, it could have been the busyness of life, family problems, job situations, money problems. They all serve as a way to get our focus on the wrong things. Believe it or not, even this time of year, uh, we can get our focus on the wrong things. Now, you'd think that sitting in on uh, messages for the month of December, talking about Jesus and his birth and, and everything like that, and you think uh, seeing signs that focus on Jesus or manger scenes, that we would have our thoughts and our mind more on the things of Christ this time of year. But if you're anything like me, it's really hard to keep your focus this time of year. Got to get gifts done. Got to do this. Got a party going on. Got to make sure the house is ready for family to come. We have a bad focus. We have a more of a focus on chaos, more of a focus on worry. We need a checkup, an annual scheduled appointment. That appointment with the Lord where we can reconnect to Him, put aside all problems and worries and fears, and focus completely on Jesus. I would like to take the next short period of time to tell you why I think we should want to focus on Jesus more rather than all those other problems that we might focus on this coming up new year. Why focus on Jesus? Number one, because he saves. Because he saves. Matthew chapter 1, if you turn there, and uh, it should already be there in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee thy wife, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Number one, why focus on Jesus? Because Jesus saves. We read this passage a lot during Christmas time, don't we? I mean, I'm sure we've already read it a hundred times. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to... Uh, focus on this. I know Christmas time is over, but boy, there's a lot of good things in there. And I think this passage shouldn't just be read around Christmas time. 
I think it should be read uh, the whole year round because it has a lot of good things. And why? It tells us a very good reason why our focus should be on Jesus. If you look at verse 21, it says, And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus' main focus for us was to save us, filthy sinners like us. Our main focus should be on him because of what he has done for us. Thinking of verse 21, it says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Jesus. What a name is that? That's a great name. Uh, Not just any name, though. A name with great meaning. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. It tells us what he came into the world to do. To save his people from their sins. I won't have you turn there, but Mark 10, 45 kind of explains it even more. It says, For even the Son of Man came not to minister unto, but to but not to be ministered unto, sorry, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. See, God didn't send his son Jesus so we can celebrate him around Christmas time, so we can put him in that little manger and make it look all great. And that's not why God sent his son. God sent his son for one specific reason, to save us from our sins, for salvation. We know the verse well and have memorized it, but do we really think about what it is saying? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you are saved this morning, this one reason right there, that Jesus died for you, that you might be saved from hell. That one reason ought to compel you to focus more on him as your personal savior this coming year. He deserves it. He gave his all for you. Give him more this coming year and years to come. My friend, if you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, if you have never actually believed on him, get that settled today. Come to myself, pastor, Anybody in the church here, I'm sure they'd be delighted to tell you how you can know your way to heaven, how you can be 100% settled on eternity. When you make that decision of salvation, which I believe a lot of us in here have, it ought to bring you closer to him, and you will want to focus on him more. Now, if you look back on this 2017 and think, well, boy, I haven't focused on Jesus the way I ought to, well, start now. Start fresh right now. Start focusing on him because, number one, he saves. Number two, not only because he saves, but also he is our source of strength and our source of help. Truth is, it would be a pretty miserable state if, we weren't, if it weren't for our Lord being there for us when we truly need him as Christians, right? I believe that a lot of people in here have gotten help and strength from the Lord in time of Neem. When I think about this point here, I think of a very familiar story that comes to mind in Matthew chapter 14. So if you just flip over to there, Matthew 14, we'll actually stay in the whole book of Matthew this morning. Matthew chapter 14. In verse 22. 
And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get, to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he set the multitudes away. And when, and when he had set the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, where the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. I love this story, and I believe it teaches us a valuable lesson, maybe a few lessons. Uh, We see the disciples here in trouble. Obviously, uh, they were out in a ship. Jesus was taking care of the multitudes. He was going to catch up with them later. Uh, But the storm came. And uh, the waves, who knows how tall they were, I think maybe 30, 40 feet tall waves. They were probably in a small little boat. They were in trouble. (laughs) And uh, they were fearing. And then on top of that, to add on to their fears, they see somebody walking on the water, which they thought was a ghost. I mean, you think spending time with Jesus, they would think, oh, it's probably Jesus. I don't think it's a ghost. But they thought it was a ghost. And this adds to their fears. Jesus says, it's I, be not afraid. Peter says, well, if you are Jesus, let me walk on the water towards you. Oh, Peter, he's a crazy one, isn't he? He steps out there, keeping his eyes right on Jesus. He had full faith then. But seeing the storm around him, the waves as tall as they were, the rain, he begins to fear. He loses faith and begins to sink. Jesus reaches down and saves him. Christian, don't you know, uh, you know, I'm thinking about 2017, uh, was really full of storms in your life. It was full of storms in my life. A lot of trials, temptations, you can fill in the blank. And you know what I think? I personally think 2018 isn't going to be any different. It's just another day. Move on to 2018, it's not like, oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. No, for a Christian, it's just going to keep piling on us. Those trials, those storms of life, it isn't going to be different as the, years, as the year before. And I don't know uh, what it may be, but I guarantee it, I'm going to face those storms in this coming year. And I have a choice to make. Either to get so wrapped up in my trials, wrapped up in my storms, that I start to worry, that it ultimately starts to consume me, to the point that I begin to sink, or to keep my focus on Jesus, the one who is able to help you. I like the verse, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And that verse is there for a reason. Those trials, those storms that you're going to have in this upcoming year, you can give them to the Lord, you know that, right? <laughs> He'll take them for you. But we can't do that unless if we're focused on him. 
See, Peter, he got so wrapped up around the storm that was happening, the storms of his life, that he lost focus of Jesus, and it ultimately caused him to start sinking in life. That can be the same thing for us as well. We can get so wrapped up in our troubles and cares of this world that are going to take place in the upcoming year, that we get so wrapped up around those that we lose our focus on what really matters, Jesus. Guess what? We're going to start sinking as well. We need to keep the right focus. It's going to determine whether you sink this new year or if you're going to walk on water. Psalm 910 says, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Are you seeking him today? If not, I hope you start. I hope you start this new year. I hope you make a resolution to start seeking him, to start focusing on him more. Because he can help you with those troubles, those trials that you're going to go through this coming up here. Focus on him. He will not forsake you. Number one, why focus on Jesus? Because he saves. Number two, why focus on Jesus? Because he's our source of strength and our source of help. Then finally, number three, why focus on Jesus? Because he is coming again. Praise the Lord for that. We're still going to be in Matthew here. If you turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. This chapter has so many wonderful things packed in it. If you take the time to read it, the Lord gives, basically the whole chapter is Jesus talking to us, or to his disciples, but, you know, talking to us as well. Uh, The whole sum of the chapter is Jesus sitting on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples just ask Jesus, um, in verse 3 you can see this, what shall be the sign of your coming? When will be the end of the world? Jesus goes on and teaches as he has always done. But I want you to look, starting in verse 42. Matthew uh, chapter 24 and verse 42. And it says this, Jesus talking, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. See, Jesus explains how no man, only God in heaven, knows when he's going to return. And, uh, you know, nobody knows. Even the disciples back in that time, they believed that he was coming. What more do you think he's going to come now? I believe he's going to be coming uh, quickly. Matthew Henry, uh, he said this, Uh, talking about the word watch, or this passage here, it says, To watch for Christ's coming is to maintain that temper of mind which we would be willing that our Lord should find us in. I think most, if not all of us here, believe that Jesus is coming again. I believe some of us, we've talked about it, some of us thought the Lord was going to come in 2017. And boy, he could still come. There's still one more day left. But if he didn't come in 2017, I surely believe that most of us in here think that he's going to come in 2018. And I believe that's the way we should look at it. We ought to be ready because we don't know when he is going to come. 
We need to watch and be ready. If you truly believe that Jesus is coming again, then most likely we're going to be watching for it. We're going to be ready for his return. Are you watching him? Are you focused on him? Are you ready for his return? What will he find you doing? If you choose this new year to not focus on Jesus, I'm sorry to say this, but most likely if he does come in 2018, he's not going to find you doing anything to his honor and glory. Because all we're supposed to do on this earth is to glorify God. And if we're going to be glorifying God, we're going to be focused completely on him. Looking to him, we're going to be ready. But I truly believe that if you go into this new year focused on him every day, you won't need to worry when he comes. You'll be ready. The story there talking about the thief, you know, of course, you know, if, a, if, a, if the, per- person, the owner of the house would have known the thief was going to be coming, he would have been ready, right? Well, you know, it's a good illustration for us. Now, we don't really know when he's coming, but he is coming. <laughs> Who knows when? And, boy, the time sure does tell, and I think uh, he's going to be coming soon. We ought to be ready. Are you watching for his coming? Are you ready for it? I hope you are. Three very important things there that really explain why we ought to be focusing on Jesus this new year. Because he saved you. What all the reason? We ought to have focus on him because of that. Because he is our source of strength and help and because he is coming again. For those of you that maybe have been to a circus before or a zoo, um, that maybe even you've seen it on a poster of a circus, but a lot of the times those lion tamers or those bear tamers, they have, uh, you know, they have this stool that they use and they hold it up in front of the lion. You know, they'll have a whip in hand as well or a pistol, and most often there's probably somebody ready just in case with a tranquilizer gun to shoot that animal just in case if he goes berserk and attacks the guy. But you ever wondered why they use that stool? It's just like, I mean, seriously, if the lion was going to come after you, what are you going to do, poke him with the stool or something? It's not really going to do anything. The bear. But there is a really good reason why they use that uh, four-legged stool. And it's basically the lion tamer. He holds that stool by the back end, and he thrusts those three or four uh, legs of that stool towards that lion or bear. And it gets that lion, it gets that bear so uh, focused on those four legs that it kind of kind of goes into this state of mind where he's like, whoa, what's going on here? I don't know what to do. Because he's focusing on four different things uh, coming right at him. And uh, that almost acts like a paralysis and overwhelms the animal and it becomes weak and disabled because its attention is fragmented. Christian, this coming year... We can be just like that lion. We can be just like that bear. We can be focused on, doesn't have to be four, three or four things. We can focus, we can be focused on six, seven, eight problems in our life at the same time. And guess what? When we're focused on all those things, we're not going to be focusing on Jesus. I can tell you that. We're going to be focused on other things. We're going to be so overwhelmed that we're going to get down and we're not going to be able to serve the way that we ought to. The point of that whole illustration is is we focus on all those problems. Why not just focus on one person? 
Why not just focus on Jesus, the person that can take care of all those problems for us? When we focus on him, we can do great things. I have heard it said a few times already from different people, even this morning, you know, that, boy, they can't wait for 2017 to be over and just move on into the new year. You know, okay, that's fine. You know, we probably had our struggles, had our, our problems this year. But let's make this next coming up year even better. It doesn't have to be like 2017. It can be a great year for us where we can look back and say, all right, that was a year that I realized what Jesus has done for me, and I got my focus completely back on him. I believe if you do that, great things are going to happen. Will you start fresh with that right focus? I hope you will this morning. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for what you do for us, Lord. I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the opportunity I had to preach, Lord, and, and Lord, and just even the opportunity we have to come to church here on New Year's Eve. Uh, I just pray that what I had to say, Lord, what you had to say would uh, speak to our hearts, Lord, and that we would realize that uh, you should be our main focus for this new year. Lord, I just pray that we have a good rest of the day and keep us safe as we uh, go home, Lord, in your name. Amen. As Bowden eyes closed, the piano begins to play.